at $200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're the king! Only for Super NES. Only for Super NES. You're listening to the SNES Podcast with your host, Soul Blazer. Hello, everybody. This is Super NES Podcast, episode number 179. Uh, I am joined by Joe, as always, and this is Greg, your two hosts of the podcast. Uh, how's it going, Joe? It's going. And everybody had a wonderful doing... holiday. Yes. <laughs> yep, hopefully. Hopefully everybody had a, like a good Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. Um, they should drop before the year ends, which is very appropriate because we're going to be doing a, another... Uh, year-end wrap-up uh, special, uh, special, uh, special, uh, um, you know, like the podcast. Uh, Joe and I are going to briefly, uh, Joe and I are going to briefly, briefly touch upon the games, the, 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 the games that we looked at on the podcast for the year, uh, which is about like, oh, we counted before, was like, like twenty-eight games, give or take. Let's see. So, since I have them written um, down, we got two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty-two, twenty-four, twenty-five. Yep. Twenty. Yeah, 25. So, and then I'm not sure if you're counting. I want to start with the so I want to start with the games that we actually covered after the last special dropped, uh, oh, which okay. was in mid December of last year. So we count those additional. So like, so we're going to cover cover two 2020 games technically because of that reason. But um, anyway, it just happens. To, but the timing the timing just works out better this year as far as the timing of the special goes. So, but uh, yeah, this is something that so this is something that George and I did a couple times when he was when he was here. So it's a pretty good way of being able to make it, you know, like. It, like it's a pretty good way of being able to just look back and say which games made an impression and which ones didn't because you know with all the games that we covered the podcast plus all the games that we're playing anyway on our own it's always it's like it's always telling to say oh yeah i remember that game or or, or like we covered that game but so <laughs> um it, so but 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 yeah it's always interesting and then at the end also we'll talk about any other uh, any other games we uh, any other games that we played the system or system or system ish uh, you know, uh, like in the last year. So, but anyway, so, um, yeah, so we're just going to like, you know, freeform this and see how it goes like we usually do. So it's very appropriate. That's going to be, it's very appropriate since our last game was a wrestling game. We're starting off with a wrestling game this time around. <laughs> uh, we actually invited, we actually invited, uh, George back, uh, George back like this episode because he is, he is also like Joe, a big wrestling fan. Uh, we covered the arcade so we, sorry, we covered the Super NES port by the arcade game uh, WWF WrestleMania, um, which, which, like I said, is one of the Super one of two games technically from last year, but, but last year, but, but, but we covered after the after that special had dropped. Yeah. So, anyway, WrestleMania, um, fun arcade game, Super NES port, not very good. Uh, I do remember being, uh, um, so I do remember being like pretty disappointed just how much. I mean, obviously they had to compromise to make the compromise to make the game fit on the system because it was a pretty beefy arcade game. But you know, compared to the other ports of the game, like the Genesis, the, the, the Super NES program version just kind of falls flat. Not a very good port of the game at all. I really can't recommend it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. Um, I, being a Genesis kid, I had the better version. Uh, 
<laughs> so playing. Well, this... in this case, I definitely agree with you. So yeah, yeah. So playing this one, kind of like I don't know, like I felt um, maybe the music was a tad bit better. <coughs> Excuse uh, me. Yeah. Uh, the, the music and the graphics were a tad bit better. I thought I both yeah. counts, but the actual gameplay itself, plus the controls, it's like this is when the S controller has, has more buttons. Yeah. You think yeah. control will it be better on it? It's not. Not really. Mm-hmm. So, but. Yeah, just not, you know, a lot of characters had to be dropped out of the roster, just other things like that, so just not a very good port at all. Yep. But, uh, yeah, probably, probably that's, yeah, probably that's about, yeah, probably that's all that Joe wants to say about it. Yeah. (laughs) (coughs) Uh, Sorry. So, no, that's fine. So, uh, then the next game, our last game for, the uh, the next game, our last game of 2020, uh, a game I wanted to look at because I was very curious about it. Uh, was the like was Waterworld based on you know based off the famous uh, uh, or I should probably I probably should say infamous Kevin Costner movie, mm. which which I actually which I actually don't think it's that which I actually don't think it's that bad. But I mean like yes the movie yes the movie flopped when it came out, but I think I think the reasons it flopped were not um, were not in the movie or movie's control and like it's not actually like a decent movie if you come back and look at it and look at it now with like fresh eyes. So. But because of the, but because of the game, but because the movie Jeez. didn't do very well, the Super NES game only came out in Europe. So yeah, um, it's it's not bad. It's a pretty decent platformer, like for what it is. So I mean, it's pretty faithful to the movie. They have like they, they have like they, they, it follows the follows the movie the movie plot line. It's got you know it's got it's you know, it's got graphics like graphics graphics like in the movie that kind of stuff. Mm. So um, yeah, not a bad game. Yeah, I was surprised that. Uh... You know how decent the platforming was, because considering you know the movie being panned the way it was, and uh, I remember I played the uh, Virtual Boy version. Oh, which is terrible. And that that <laughs> game is abysmal. But um, this was you know it wasn't horrible. Um, it wasn't great, but it's your typical licensed movie game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, uh, Waterworld and Richard Boy is commonly considered to be the worst game on that system. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, but yeah. So the really the, so if you so the only so the only thing I can recommend is like play this game in emulation. Um, maybe speed it up because it's, because this game came out in Europe only. It, it, um, um, it, um, display the slower power speed. Yeah. So. Uh, that does make it a bit clunky when you're like not used to it. I, I yeah. think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cover that in another game later on, uh, like in this podcast. It also was uh, pow only. So, uh, the, but 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 yeah. So um, yeah, I mean like it, not yeah, like Joe said, nothing amazing, but the game at least is decent, like what it does. Mm. So, but um, so uh, then we so. So then we went. So then we went to a game that you wanted to look at, Joe, a Japanese only game. <laughs> uh, Doremi Fantasy Meon's Quest, which yes. is which is which is related to the which is part of the Meon's the Meon's Quest franchise that many of us probably know from the NES. Yep. So, um, I remember this being a pretty good platforming game. Kind of surprised like how well played. Um, you know, like I understand why they come out here in the states, but you know, but for what it is, it's a pretty like you know cutesy you know cutesy fun game. So. And nowhere near as hard as the original, and nowhere near as hard as the NES game. So thank God for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is definitely one of the highlights of the year for me. Um, this really, this is one of those like, I saw it. It looked cool. I was like, dude, we got to cover this. And <laughs> when I finally got my hands on it and started playing it, yes, it's simple. It's like really simple, but 
there's a lot of fun to be had and it's mindless fun and the the cutesy art style and everything else just goes so well with the game the music was fantastic um i really wish they would have brought this over but i also understand why they didn't you know but yeah right. this was definitely uh this is this is one of the uh the six games that i held up higher than everything else okay yeah yeah that's that's a pretty high mark then so yeah for sure um but uh yeah 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 i definitely think if you're a fan of, like a japanese style platformer games that uh, um uh this one's definitely like worth playing mm. um it is not in my top five games of the year <laughs> um you know however like it is like a decent game you know i just don't you know you know like i mentioned before um I guess I eventually just soured on platformers just because of the fact I played them so much because because, because there's so many good because there's so many good platforming games in the NES, Super NES that eventually that eventually I, that eventually I moved on and just got tired of them. So, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, but but, uh, but yeah, this game was a pleasant surprise. I was surprised to see like how good it is. So, but uh, adding a platformer like you know, a platform like really don't have to worry about translation. That's why I remember. Like, 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 I think there was a patch available for that to translate that, if I remember yeah, correctly. I mean, there's barely a story there that you, you don't need yeah, to Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, so. But yes, but, there is an English so. patch version out there. That, yeah, yeah, that's right, yep, that, that's what I remember, so. Um, but uh, anyway, um, so next up was a game that was suggested to us by a fan of the podcast, uh, a game I never heard of, much as played, um, a game called Lock On, which is a, uh, which is like an... Uh, which is air combat, which is air combat game, very similar to like, um, uh, a very similar to Afterburner. It actually is like a sequel to a game that originally came out in Genesis. So, um, it's a pretty good like air to air, air to ground special mission game uh, with four different planes. Um, you know, you know if you like, you know if you like games like Afterburner, this one's worth, uh, this one's worth, um, you know, this game's definitely worth like checking out because it's a pretty like you know fun challenging game. Uh, very, uh, very impressive graphics, especially the mode seven effects. This game uses like a very nice. Yeah, I I agree with everything you said, and you're right. The mode seven is really where this game kind of shines. But um, yeah, this is just one of those games that like I don't know. Like we did it, and I was like kind of happy to put it behind me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to control. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and the difficulty ramps up like pretty harshly. It's like when I remember. Yeah. So. But. Uh, yeah, it's a fun game, like, you know, like, um, like, you know, like, you know, worth checking out. So, um, after that, we didn't, so, like, like after that, we didn't cover a game, uh, a game instead, like, we covered, actually, we actually covered a book, uh, like I said, for a change, um, because I really wanted to cover, uh, Smoke and Mirrors, which was the, which was the book that came out talking about the whole, like, Mike Kennedy, um, you know, like, um, like, yeah, Atari, um, the, um, sorry, like, uh, the, uh, the Legal Chameleon slash Retro BGS scandal. Mm. So, because I, because I backed the, uh, because I backed it on Kickstarter, so I got, like, I was actually got, like, a, so I actually got, so I actually got a physical copy of the book, my name mentioned in it, which is very nice, but, uh, but since the book also features the Super NES in it, like, pretty prominently, um, as part of the story, I wanted to cover it. So, um, I know Joe and I disagreed, disagreed, <laughs> disagreed, like, in the book, um, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, he found it like hard to, like hard to follow, which I get. Yeah. Um, 
But for anybody who doesn't know anything about the story um, or kind of forgot about it, you know, I still think this book is like well worth reading because it's a very good it's a very good summary of the whole like the whole saga and what actually happened. And without the, um, plus a lot of inside knowledge because you know the the people the people, the, per, the person who wrote on it had access to inside things that were not told to us at the time. So uh, it's a very it looks like it's a very fascinating behind the behind the curtain look at the whole thing as but the whole thing lays unfolded. Uh, and the book's available like for cheap still these days. Uh, these days, either like you know, like physical, you know, physical copy, like or like, um, uh, or like you know, like Kindle slash phone version. So, but anyway, uh, I don't know if I ever cover cover like cover book again. But it was a, uh, a book again on the podcast, but it was like a fun, like a fun change. So, um, and the feedback in the episode was very positive too. So you know, like at least your suffering was worth for, for something, Joe. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I, despite you know how I felt about it, I mean, it was, an, it was a change, and it's you know it definitely switched up our routine. Um, then you know, like, yes, I was harsh, but I mean, you know, it just wasn't for me. That's what it comes down to, and that's why you know, I, I no, I get that. You know, even said at the end of the episode, like, just because I didn't like it doesn't mean I don't recommend that you don't read it. You should. Yeah. It's still very yeah. good, interesting material. It's just, for me, it wasn't interesting enough to, you know, really enjoy it. <laughs> That's fair. But, yeah, so I can give one update about this. Uh, so I did, so maybe, so maybe because, like, maybe because of comments like mine, I don't really know exactly, but probably I wasn't the only person who mentioned it. Uh, but when I gave, like, feedback on it, because I did give Mike James the author feedback on the feedback of the book, and I was appointed to the, and I was appointed to put it to the podcast when it came out. I don't, don't know if he ever listened to it. Uh, he said he was going to. I never heard back from him, like, at that point. But, but in any event, um, he did put on his website, clickwithkimmillion.com. Uh, .org, where you can buy the book. There is on there a who's who page now. It's kind of uh, like, it a, like it was a, very, a very nice encyclopedia-ish style of everybody's mentioned the book. Oh, okay. So, well, that's like, nice. Like, yeah, it is nice. Yeah, because we had a hard time because yeah, there's a lot of names being tossed around the book, and right. you're not really sure who who of them are. You know, you can you can go to that web page, be like, okay, you know, this person's that. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a very nice summary to how people organize everything in the book. So I can't. So since it, so, so since that came out after we did the review, I wanted to mention that. Yes. So, um, after that was a game that I think was your pick, Joe. Uh, we said to, you know, since we covered Jurassic Park well, in 2019. I was, yeah, I was going to say, since yeah, we yeah. covered the first one, obviously we were going to yeah. cover the second one, so. Yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> uh, JP2, The Chaos Continues, which is a very different game than anything else that came out, uh, came out, came out in the other systems. You know, unlike, you know, unlike Jurassic Park itself, this is a, you know, this game is a Super NES-only game, yeah. so. Uh, plays a lot like Contra, um, you know. But so if you like Contra, you like this game. Yeah, I, I mean it's very, it's very hard, um, but it has like very good graphics and the, the graphics and some of the and the dinosaurs and the weapons you can use in the game are pretty cool. Yeah, so. yeah. And I mean there were some, you know, questionable uh, choices by the programmers where like they had arrows that were supposed to tell you like what path to take or what direction mm -hmm. you yeah. could go, but they're like. Yeah behind the foreground <laughs> so you you know some of that stuff was obstructed which kind of made things a little frustrating but i mean overall it was a decent experience and you know i am i'm always yeah you know up for some running gunning so 
Right. You are able to pick the order that you play most of the ages in, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and depending on the difficulty level, uh, you get different endings and different stages unlocked if you play the game at higher difficulty levels, which is also a nice touch. So, um, so, uh, so, uh, so what ending you get depends on what difficulty level that you play at. So, but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, anybody's a fan of, like, Contra games, the, the, uh, you know, uh, this, one's definitely, um, this one's definitely worth, like, checking out. Yeah. So, um, we had a lot of guest hosts uh, this last year, so... Uh, um, we got that trend started. Uh, we got that. So it's something I wanted to do 2020, but because of the pandemic, that kind of got delayed. So I made a concerted effort this year to get to, a concerted effort this year to get as many guest hosts on the, the, on the podcast as possible. Um, and that was part we succeeded. There was only there, 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 there was only there was, there was one person who couldn't make it, um, and, 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 and there's another person who unfortunately had had recording issues to which we'll get to later on, but for the most part we had a pretty successful run of guest hosts. Yeah. And we got that run so we got that run kicked off with all of you joined us to talk about to talk about to talk about one of his favorite games because he's British. You want to talk about Ken Fodder, which is a very popular PC uh, slash computer game. Um, which I played also as a kid on the computer back in the day, but the Super NES version of the game came out in Europe only. So um, I I love this game. I love the Super NES game. The Super NES version of the game is still very good. It's not quite as good to me as the original original computer version, but it's still like very good for a version of the game. The main the main thing that holds it back to me is the fact that it's power format because it is a bit slower. So um, it does have that going against it. But yeah, Cannonball is a very fun, over the top, um, you know, action action slash RTS style but style game. It's very you know it's very humorous, but also like you know like very difficult in places too. So. Um, I'm pleased. Uh, I, I was pleased. I was pleased. This is this is Superman's version of the game. Like translated, like translated, like translated, uh, like pretty well. Yeah. Uh, this I have an asterisk next to this one because this is another one. But this this is this is different. So I, when we reviewed this, I played it and it was interesting and it was different. But um, I didn't necessarily have fun with it. Then I played a game like this on. Um, I think I got it on Steam, actually. But it's called uh, Tiny Soldiers, and it's basically the, the same sort of thing, where like you take your soldiers and go through, and you have to eliminate the enemy to get to the obje- objective and whatnot. And it made me go back and play this game. And when I went back and played it, I actually ended up really liking it. And uh, that's why I decided to you know, make, make sure I marked it and, so that we talked about it. Because uh, hmm. I actually end up going back and really enjoyed the game, uh, for, yeah. You know, so yeah, definitely a lot of fun. Opinions because, like, you know, can change. Not... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, like a lot of British, yeah. So a lot of European games don't do very well here in the states because, like, you know, the humor, the uh, the humor, and the culture, and everything else is different. Right. Um, you know, it's the, uh, on the same reason, you know, you know, it's the same reason why a lot of Japanese games don't come over here in the West and whatnot. But yeah, this game tries to, but yeah, this. But yeah, but yeah, this game translates that translates very well. Look over to, um, you, uh, you, for worldwide, you know, like worldwide market. So yeah, this is this is also this is also this is also like a top five games. The system that we covered this that we covered this that we covered this yeah. year. So um, yeah, kind of fodder. I still recommend playing a better version of the game. Maybe like the, um, you know, maybe the Amiga version or the. Um, uh, or the like, or the uh, or any uh, or any uh, the 32-bit versions of the game, Jaguars, the 3DO, whatever. But the Super Nintendo version of the game is still very, very good. So, um, 
Yeah, okay. Now we went back to one of Joe's crazy uh, 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 Japanese picks. Um, uh, UFO Common Jackie Soban. Yeah. Uh, which is a, a beat-em-up tie-in, uh, a marketing tie-in game. So, uh, weird does not begin to... Does not, does not begin to describe this game. It is off the it is like off the walls, bonkers, crazy. But, um, but yeah, if you can get past all that, um, it, it's not a bad game. It's very, very Japanese. If you weren't about that going into it, but if you enjoy that kind of stuff, you enjoy like humor and like you know like like really slapstick, stupid, funny stuff like that. Um, you can have a yeah, you, you, yeah, you certainly can have a lot of fun. Have a lot of fun playing this. So, of course, this is another game that I put an asterisk next to because of course, yeah, it but. is bonkers crazy, and I love it, and everybody should play this game. Um, it's fantastic. It, it's, you know, bare bones. The uh, enemy types repeat over and over again. Like, the moves that you can do are limited, and, uh, you know, like, it's it's hilarious. Even without the context of what it is, it is hilarious. But then, of course, you know, if you dig into the culture and the commercials that were over there and how the marketing was for this whole ramen mm-hmm. yeah. thing, it makes yeah. it that much better. Um, I love this game. Like, this is still one of those ROMs that I will boot up and I will, I'll just play through the first level. Like, that's all I need. I just, yeah. you know, need that craziness in my life. <laughs> there was a, there was a fully. There was a there was there was a full, there was a fully movie made in Japan too based upon this that was actually that's actually available on YouTube dubbed yes. I'm not sure if you ever watched it but yes I did um, you did I did um, is it is it is it is it just as crazy as the game <laughs> uh, it's pretty crazy but it's not as crazy as the game obviously you could take more liberties with the game and you know than what you of can course do, yeah, but, yeah yeah amazing either way all right then. Next up, next next up on the list was another guest host uh, appearance. Uh, we had Nick, uh, longtime friend of the, longtime 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 friend of the show and pinball enthusiast on the show, talking about it, to talk, to talk about to talk about another super uh, NES, technically Super Famicom pinball game, uh, Battle Pinball, which actually which actually is also in my top five uh, of the game oh, because okay. because it's pretty fun. Yeah, um, it's a. Uh, it was a. It's a combination of like pinball and also like kind of like an action, uh, an action style of it, where you're like going through four different stages, trying to trying to trying to do certain objectives to advance onto a boss at the end to, to, to beat it and move on to the next table. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it definitely so definitely like above and beyond like regular pinball here. So, um, yeah, very fun, a very hard game, but also like a very different pinball game. So like very enjoyable like that reason. Yeah, I. I enjoyed this game, and I think I enjoyed it when we reviewed it, if I remember correctly. Um, but, um, yeah, this is, you know, it was one of those, like, yeah, it, it was fun for, like, when we played it, but it's not something I've tried to go back to, you know what I mean? Fair enough, yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, so I like pinball a lot. It's like, you know, like, this is a game I have gone back to occasionally every now and then, yeah. but, um, but, yeah, like, it is very hard, but, you know, but, but, you know like, there, there, uh, there are there are a couple of tables I could tables I could not advance to the advance past by limiting these like heavy like heavy safe states. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah. So um, after that, so like after that, after that was another Joe pick. This time, this time look at a game based upon a uh, uh, um, uh, look at a game based off a, based off a kids cartoon like the uh, um, 
uh, I like the 90s, but like the Super NES version of Ah, uh, The Real Monsters, which yep. was a Nick show from the 90s. Um, a typical platformer, typical typical license fare of the time period, but I do remember but I do remember the graphics being very, very good. The graphics stuff like they're straight out of the cartoon. So Yeah. Um, and so, we uh, we drew comparisons to uh, the Lost Vikings with this one. Oh yes, yep, yeah. yeah, okay, yep. So So but uh, And this was kind of like this was one of those picks where like I picked it because it was like I kinda remembered playing it for the Genesis and I wanted to see the difference between the Genesis and the Super Nintendo and I thought it'd There's be... not much like when I remember. Yeah, and, yeah, and so. it, it, there's really not much to the game in general. It's kind of like yes, it's it's beautiful aesthetically, but I mean gameplay wise, you're kinda just collecting stuff. It's, you know, I remember so. this one being kind of a letdown. <laughs> Right, so, but uh, yeah, so um, um, yeah, so uh, next up, next up was another guest host of the episode. Uh, this time, Aaron joined us. Also, like a longtime friend of the podcast, uh, Aaron is very talented. He does, he does a couple podcasts, which is like Genesis Gems. He also records music on the side, uh, a lot of like you know electro slash retro style game music. So yeah, you can find um, him on uh, Dia at SoundCloud. Yes, exactly. So uh, he brought to the table a game I never heard of before. A game called Mohawk and Headphone Jack, which is, uh, it's pretty trippy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's maybe the same people like they Buzzby. So, like, if you get that idea in your head, you have some kind of a clue to what this game's about. Um, it's very, it's very Sonic-like. It's very fast-paced, but like, like it's a very fa- uh, a frantic, for a frantic platformer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really known for it's, a, it's also really known for its very trippy graphics, which can, uh, which have caused motion sickness and like some people. So, uh, be warned about that playing this game. You're sensitive at all to that. Yeah, and that was um, a problem I had while playing the game. It was like I just felt, yeah. you know, motion sickness. Yeah. So the game was that was pretty good. I uh, like you know, like you know, it, it, like it's like they're going for like a, a Sonic a Sonic style game and system. I uh, system. I think um, you know. I think they succeeded. Just to, just the very trippy graphics that kind of hold it back. Yeah. Because it's like I because like it was it was a time period. It was the '90s. I get it, but. You know, it's like you know, I, I really don't, I, but I really don't know if they had to go. I really don't know if they had to go over the top like that. Yeah, I, I think the only thing that I remember, you know, criticizing it for was the fact that you know, I was getting motion sickness while playing it, and I couldn't play it for too long. Mm, so yeah, I could see. That. I mean, you know, other than that, I remember it being a pretty, you know, aesthetic pleasing game. Like I remember the gameplay was okay. It wasn't, you know, anything to write home about, but you know. It showed that you could technically do a Sonic-type game on the Super Nintendo, which, back in the day, that was one of the big arguments, is that Sonic could only be on the Genesis because of blast processing. But, you know, (laughs) the Super Nintendo could do stuff like that. They just chose not to. (laughs) Right. So, yep, I I get it. So, yeah, interesting game. Definitely worth... Yeah, this game definitely... Yeah, like... Um, if you can tolerate games, games like this, I definitely recommend checking this out because it's very cool to see what they did on Super NES. So it's definitely one of the very, this is definitely one of the weird games in the platform. It's like you know, it's like if you look at the list of like weird games in the system, this this game definitely on it. Yeah. So uh, you want to see everything, like, like, you want to see everything the system's capable of doing. Check out this game, like for sure, Mohawk and Mohawk and Mohawk and Headphone Jack. So um, after that, to kind of tie into the recent movie that had come out, we decided to look at the two. Um, Flex we, we, we said to cover the two the two Godzilla games in Super NES back to back uh, that are available. 
first episode, we were joined by uh, friend Phil, uh, uh, aka the, um, the No Swear Gamer, who also does a very successful YouTube, um, uh, a, a YouTube retro and, and retro and classic, a, a classic uh, um, channel, which I highly recommend. And also, and, and also, he also podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so uh, we looked at Super Godzilla, which is a game I, which is a game I really enjoy. So um, it's it doesn't quite make the top five cut for me uh, because. You know, just because there's some very heavy haters coming up, but you know, I've always liked this game. You know, this is you know, like I mean, you know, yes, it's a very slow-paced strategy, strategy-based game. It's a very like a very weird and unique combat system, but it really does feel like you're controlling Godzilla in this game very well. The monsters, the monster fights are fun. The music's great. The love music, you know, the graphics and the sound effects, the music and my music are all taken like the movies. Yeah, yeah, for me, this is a. Yeah, for me, this is definitely like a Sarge favorite. Um, you know, it's a pretty good. Um, um, not my favorite Godzilla game, but it's a pretty like good one, I think. If, uh, um, you know, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. I mean, there was a reason why I suggested the next one, uh, which is how that <laughs> came about. It wasn't even planned. It was, uh, you know, completely by accident. But, um, you know, there there was a reason I suggested the next one because I didn't enjoy this one as much as uh the the next one <laughs> well the next one was a godzilla kaiju uh daikinsen which came out in japan only uh this is a um you know this is a sequel to a turbo graphic game in which you get to control uh one of 12 different uh kaiju uh in, in like one-on-one -on -one fighting combat a uh, uh, fighting game a la a street fighter yeah. so um you know, very similar to so in some ways very similar to, in some ways very similar to the last game. Um, you know, the music and sound effects and everything, and, and graphics, everything are, are kind of are are either copied or very close to the other game. Mm. So again, it's all very movie faithful. Uh, it's all very it's all very like movie faithful. Faithful. Um, it's a bit slow playing it today. I think the you know I think the more recent Atari uh, Godzilla fighting games are probably you know probably like a bit better. Um, but both. Uh, but by the time this came out, this is like a very good game. Yeah, I mean, I, I I had suggested it because after seeing a YouTube video, I was like, I gotta check this out. Um, which is usually how some of my picks come about. It's just one of those I stumble right. on, you know, a random YouTube video, and I'm like, oh my god! I was like, that looks amazing. I want to know more. Um, and I mean, it's Godzilla, and you're fighting. Godzilla's enemies and everything else like it was a no-brainer like this was definitely something we had to check out we had to play it and then to find out that this was planned to come over to the US and then just was canceled um, was kind of disappointing because I think this would have been uh, a great game to have and uh, I still think it's a great game to have so there's that mm, yeah yeah um, yeah, it's a fun game. Uh, I mean, like I said, you know, I think that more recent games are better, but that's not really the fault of the game itself. It's just like you know, technology advances that kind of right, stuff. Right. So, but um, so, um, so next up, next up was another game uh, based off a based off a popular '90s television uh, 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 um, uh, '90s television television cartoon. There was a lot of those games in the system, so we haven't even like scratched the lid as far as that goes. <laughs> but <laughs> um, at least, was, you know, at least. Was, but so, like, we looked at that Tiny Toons Adventure game, Buster, uh, uh, Bust Loose. Yeah. At least this game, at least this game was made by Konami, and that's, 
um, you know, that has a lot going for it because Konami made very solid games time period. This game's no exception. It's very tight. It controls well. It's, it's like a very fun platformer. Yeah, and this is another one that, you know, I suggested because I had played um, Tiny Toons uh, Buster's Treasure for the Sega Genesis. That's what I grew up with. And I wanted to know how the Super Nintendo version was. And I was pleasantly surprised to find out that not only was it good, but in my opinion, it was better than the Genesis offering. Um, not because of necessarily the scale or graphics or anything like that, but it was more or less, it was a condensed uh, experience. I think it was only like, what, nine maybe 10 levels in this something like that no not even that actually I think. yeah, yeah but and like the the, the um, buster's treasure on the genesis it literally has a world map there's like 30 plus levels and there's no save feature so <laughs> as a kid yeah. it was a slog to get through um so this was a much better uh i think interpretation of the license and it was more uh consumer friendly Hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, and the graphics also. I remember also were like straight for the cartoon too. Yeah, so yeah. It looks good. like the car- uh, the but, cartoons right there yeah, in front yeah. of you. And the music too. I think right. I think yes. the music yep. was also. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. So uh, next up, next on the podcast was another with the, uh, was another guest show was another guest show episode. Uh, Chris of Stone Age Gamer and uh, way back at the podcast and also like um. The, um, they also uh, uh, they also one of the driving forces forces behind the Geek Aid Network, which we're now a part of. Thank you for, uh, you know, thank you again, Chris. Yes, thank you. Um, brought the table, um, not really obscure, but definitely kind of overlooked game for the system, I think, uh, because um, so we looked at Tin Star, which was published by Nintendo. Not not so I so, like so I argue the time it's not there. Argue the time it's not this not Nintendo's most obscure release of the system. I think that. Um, um, you know the pinball game that they did, uh, like Beyond the Magic, or I'm sorry, that's not the name of the game. Uh, I can't remember the exact name of the name of it right now. But it was a pinball game that Nintendo published in the system. I'd argue that was the most obscure game of the system. Mm. But Nintendo, but Ten Star definitely, definitely is number two because it's like Ten Star is a very, very good game. They probably don't, um, you, you know, that you sadly did not get the attention that the game deserved. Yeah. Um, you know the graph there. You know, it, you know, it's a shooter. It's both like you know, um, it, you're like on the rails or, first, or third person. Um, and you just play as a, a, a robot sheriff trying to restore order uh, and solve crime, like in the Wild West. So it's it's wacky, it's fun, it's uh, but it's very very well done. You know, good graphics, good music, good good, good, um, good controls. It's the only game I think on the system, the system that the system that has support for has support for any for, for any control method, uh, the, the control panel, um, the light gun, or the mouse. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very very fun game. Yeah, I was gonna say I remember I. I uh... I compared this to like Wild Guns, but like a Saturday yep. morning cartoon it, it version of, of it. Right. Yep. You know, yeah. So, yep. so. Um, yeah, I, it's I enjoyed this game. Um, I did say that the uh, music was forgettable, and I was definitely um, reprimanded for saying so. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I found it to be all right. Um, mouse controls were definitely the way to go. You know, if you don't yeah, have obviously yeah. the you know the light gun, but um, I I I still think that if uh, they if they didn't have the freaking super scope and they had a, like an actual zapper, um, I think this game would have been fantastic with that. I I, I don't know. 
my memories of the Super Scope are not good. <laughs> it, um, so I never owned one. But, uh, so, yeah, so I just uh, so I never owned one, but I owned one. I did play one at a friend's mm. house. Uh, it's fine. It's fine as a light gun. It's, 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 like it's not as good as Zapper is. Yeah. Um, I would argue, however, it's better than what the what was the, what was the Genesis, the Genesis version? Oh, one the Menacer. The, uh, Everything's better the than Menacer, that. Yes. Everything is better. Than that. <laughs> but um, now, 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 Super Advantage of the system, however, is very good. They get an NES advantage, yeah. and the Super NES one's very good as well too. But anyway, anyway, so but anyway, yeah, Ten Star, Ten Star is either on or off my top five list depending upon depending upon uh, depending upon a game that we're going to cover li later on <laughs> so it's so it's like it's, it's like it's borderline as far as like the flights are being there a very very fun game very overrated um you know i definitely recommend yeah yeah i definitely recommend playing this game um you know let's play heaven already yeah. because it's a shame the game it's a shame the game the shame that the game didn't get more attention uh than it did so um after that was another uh, guest episode appearance, this time again by Ferg uh, of the Atari 2600 Game by Game podcast, also a longtime friend and supporter of the podcast. And they, uh, he brought a very interesting game to the podcast first to cover, which I thought maybe he was trolling us at first, but um, <laughs> he brought he brought a surreal uh, uh, world smash ball, a.k.a. Super Smash Ball, uh, for us to look at, which is a... Uh, uh, it uses it uses characters from the Surreal catalog, such as such as, a, such as a Hello Kitty, as you're playing like you're playing like a very kickball uh, a la War, Warlord style game against other like uh, AI. So uh, very odd, like so very odd game to look at. But the actual gameplay itself is very very good, and the game actually, like I said, it plays very similar to Warlords and, and Pong and whatnot. So it's a very easy it's just, like it's a very easy game to pick up and play. So I was so I was so I was. So I was, uh, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised by how well this game was. Yeah, I put an asterisk next to this game because this is one of those that, like, like Greg, I thought we were being trolled, and it ended up being such a fun game. I had so much fun with this game. I could not put this game down. Um, I think um, out of all the games that we played this year, this was, like, the first one that I really, like... 100% was like, I'm going to, like, beat this. <laughs> and because I was just having so much fun with it, I didn't want to stop playing. So, uh... And did you eventually? I did. I did. I did. Cool. Um, yeah, it, it's it's difficult. It gets really difficult towards the end. But, um... Oh, yeah, it, sure. it, You know, it's such a rewarding uh, feeling after, you know, obviously, it being that tough, mm. and then you end up getting through, so... Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For, there was also the thank you Ferg because <laughs> <laughs> yes, this was Ferg. amazing. <laughs> there was also the spiritual sequel in System Two, which is very similar to this game. I can't remember the name of the game like right now, but yeah, we'll eventually uh, cover a, that because I want to play that yeah. at some point. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So next up, ne next up is another game. I think I, I think I think this was the Joe. Yeah, this was um, a, a me pick. Um, yep. Yeah. So. Uh, we, we, uh, we looked at another uh, Nintendo published game, Yoshi's Cookie, which started out live the Super NES, but also got ported to NES uh, 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 like Game Boy. Yep. Um, it's a uh, um, this is a this is a Tetris-ish style game, where just basically you're trying to you're trying to help Mario and Yoshi to a uh, to make and like you know, get rid of cookies. Um, you know, it's um, it has a few different twists than Tetris has, uh, but enjoy 
you know, but, um, but as far as but, but, but as far as the Tetris-ish style game, uh, it's it's pretty fun. There's different game modes you can play in, which add some, you know, which add some like, uh, which add some, which add some replay value to, like, like this game. Um, whether you, doesn't really matter, but um, doesn't really doesn't like, doesn't really matter what platform you play it on. All three of them are very good. Um, I just, just yeah, I, I, um, I just 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 think Super NES version of the game like probably like looks and plays the best. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think this was one of those where like, I needed a pick and I couldn't really come up with anything off the top of my head, and I was just thinking of like puzzle games because I think I remember throwing a couple puzzle games at you, and you were like, oh yeah, we already covered that sort of thing, and I was like, well, I played Yoshi's Cookie on the Nintendo and the Game Boy growing up, like let's see what the Super Nintendo version's like, and it was also one of those like I could kind of take a week off and not or not have to really play the game like I. <laughs> Because I had experience with it. But, uh, yeah, if you like puzzle games, you should play Yoshi's Cookie. Yoshi's Cookie is very good. Yes. Yeah, very cute. Like, very, like, um, uh, you know, like, uh, 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 very challenging in parts. So, uh, yeah, definitely like a fun game, like, for sure. So, um, after that, uh, like, after that, we, like after that, we went to our very first RPG of the year, which, considering how many, you know, considering how many RPGs this system has. Is maybe kind of a bit surprising, but um, but uh, yeah. So we looked at Lufia and the Fortress, play the Fortress of Doom, yeah. which um, um, my comments on the webpage probably probably sum this game up best. Uh, this is a um, uh, this is actually a franchise that went on for a while and uh, a franchise for a while that 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 ended up having five games for it. Um, you know, however, uh, the franchise kind of got the franchise the franchise it's kind of forgotten about these days. Um, the game sold well and did well when it first came out, but, uh, uh, but many people have forgotten about it these days. And the people remember it all. They, they, they all um, they remember um, they remember either being a second rate to second rate RPG. Not not really totally fair. Just the just the bar in the system is so high. Because all the other games came up, they, they yeah. came up the system. Yep. So uh, or for the very high encounter, uh, or the very high encounter rate the game has because this this had a very a very high encounter rate. Yeah, yeah. And this is one of those, like, um, I had, you know, this is a game I had played when, you know, I had just my emulator. And, uh, you know, I had a little experience with it, but I wanted to dig, dig di deeper into it. And uh, yeah. that was the whole reason I had, I had picked it and brought it to you. And uh, I, I wasn't disappointed. I still enjoyed it um, as an RPG. And, I, you know, the stories, I mean, it's a typical RPG story. And, like, it was a grind. Like you said, the high encounter rate is definitely what kills this game. Um, it's not the highest encounter rate I've encountered. Um, you know, I think that both the, um, you know, both Seven Saga for the Super NES and the uh, Beyond the Beyond, uh, sorry, Beyond the Beyond for the PlayStation have a higher encounter rate, but it's pretty well up there. Yeah, and so, I haven't played um, either of those games, so I don't know the comparison. <laughs> Seven, yeah, yeah. Seven Saga we've already covered in the podcast, so you can like go back uh, and listen to that episode if you want to. Um, Beyond the Beyond was a very early PlayStation RPG. I, 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 um, I, um, it wasn't, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't a launch title, but it was, but it was very yeah, early. Yeah. Like remember the PlayStation box, that had, the, the PlayStation box that had that had, the, the, you know, that had pictures, the pictures of the games at the back of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like it was on there, yeah. so okay. it was a very early game. But, um, but uh, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, Luffy. I think is a uh, Luffy. I think is a fun game as long as you as long as you enjoy classic games and like you know want something you want something you want something beyond SquareSoft and Super NES. Yeah. Uh, this is a very like deep respectable RPG. And check out the you know check out the 
you know, check out what speedrunners have done this game on, on YouTube. Uh, this game's been, um, you know, they've been able to figure out how to, be, they've been able to figure out how to, like, how to break this game and break this game like win like two minutes. Wow. So it's like pretty wild. <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah. So definitely check that out. Like, well, like, um, an interesting video to watch. Yeah, and, so. I, and I look forward to seeing uh, how the sequel holds up. Um, yes. You know, spoiler. That's our next episode. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've already fired it up at least once. Um, and started to kind of, you know, trudge through the story a bit, but, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing how this series progressed because from what I heard, the second one is the better of the franchise. So we'll see. Yeah. I've heard that too. I, um, um, so I, so I, so I had not, I had not played or beaten either game until we got, like, recovered Lufia, Lufia, like, the podcast, and I will start working on Lufia 2, like, pretty soon, so, um, but yeah, so I, but yeah, so I, uh, I've heard that as well, too, because Lufia 2 is actually the prequel, mm. uh, to Lufia, uh, they did kind of a different thing with that one, so, uh, but, but yeah, so, yeah, it should be interesting to check out, but anyway, um, we had another RPG after the, the um, um, after this game, um, when we were joined by, um, you know, like, uh, like the podcaster and a personal friend of mine, Jawa, uh, who uh, who's a huge fan of Chrono Trigger for the Super NES, which a lot of people consider to be one of the best games made, period. So, uh, even though we already like, like, even though like, even though we already had Chrono Trigger in the past, it had been like long enough. It was like five years, probably something like that. But uh, that you know, like, and you know, plus also the fact that you had, plus also the fact that you had not. You had never played the game before, Joe. <laughs> right. So, um, so it was a chance. So, it was, so it was a chance to go back. Yes, yeah, so it was a chance. A chance to go back and go back and revisit the game and see, um, you know, and get some like fresh perspectives on the game. And like, um, I put this game as an asterisk only because it's like, if you, this this game is top five for me. But technically, we've already covered this game, so I really don't know if it should be on the top five list because that's what I said before. If you, if you want to count this game, it's top five. If you want to say you can get a pass because you've already booked the game in the past, and I would say, okay, then you know I'll give that fifth spot to like you know a ten star. But um, it definitely is a great game. I personally, but I personally have always thought Chrono Trigger was a little bit was a little bit overrated. Um, but I do think this game is very. It, but I do think this game is extremely good. I think so. I, so I think Final Fantasy four and six are probably you know probably you know are probably better RPGs in the system. But it's such a high bar. It's that's very difficult to say to see either way. And the fact that all three games from the fact that all three games like maybe the same company is also like also telling. Yeah. So, um, but yes, that was. But yes, yeah, so, sorry. Uh, I was just just gonna say that was a very fun game to, to go back and cover again. Jaw was great to talk to on the on the on the podcast. And this and this episode, and this episode has been the most downloaded episode of the of the, of the podcast like this past yeah. year. So, um, you know, thank you again, definitely for Jaw for, for for being here and for be definitely being a big part of the reason why it's been why it's been like why it's been uh, like so successful. Yeah, and although I played the the game anew for the podcast. And for the for the re-review, um, I did not include it in my list because technically you had already covered it. So I, yep, you know, yes, I did not yep, include same. it in my yep, list. Yep. But if I had, it would definitely have an asterisk next to it, and it's still on my list to finally get through and beat it. But uh, I have not, unfortunately, had the time to sit down and do that. So um, that is bar none a recommendation. Um, I, I shouldn't even have to recommend recommend it because if you own a Super <laughs> Nintendo or even a PlayStation or 
geez, now it's fixed. If you have Steam, you should have this game. Period. End of story. Steam and mobile are the versions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we like, yeah, we played on Steam. Jaw played on mobile. Uh, like, both versions are very, very yeah. good. So. But yeah, uh, Chrono Trigger definitely, definitely holds up like very well today still, I think. But, um, so after that, after that, it's a, but after that, we had another guest host that uh, I, I, I guess on, 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 on the episode. Somebody, somebody who's been here in the, before in the past, uh, Will, who does several podcasts or, or, or did do several podcasts. I'm not very really sure. Um, I think he's still, I think he's still taking taking a hiatus, but he's but he's getting but he's getting back to podcasting pretty pretty soon, uh, hopefully. Uh, he pre brought to the table another another, another platformer game for us. Look at Super Adventure Island, which is kind of like a. Which is officially a sequel to the NES Adventure Island games. It's like the play is very, very similar to the first NES game. So, um, but yeah. So, um, you know, typical, typical Super Adventure, uh, Super Adventure Island game. You play one, you, you play most of them. Uh, you get to jump, act, swim, skateboard your way through stages. Uh, the music in this game is very, very good because it's done by the same person who did the music for the Streets of Rage and Black Dark Rising games. So, um, you know, like. You know, a different, you know, a, a very fun platformer to play. I don't, I, I don't, I don't think it's better than the NES games. I think the sequel, the, the sequel, the sequel, the, the sequel to, to, uh, on the system is even better, which may, you know, which we may cover eventually at some point also. But um, still, a, a very solid platformer game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Super Adventure Island. It's a platformer. I enjoyed it. It is what it is. Like this is this is mindless fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know the graphics. Yeah, the graphics of this game also like very cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 you know, you know, the, you know, they do a good job. Like you're kind of bringing like a tropical, a tro- tropical look to the game and everything. So, but uh, yeah, for sure. So um, after that was the bonus episode, and which like you know just Joe just talked about some of the you know some of the you know some of the Super NES games he you know uh, that he played in the past and what he thought about them. So we won't really go into that like too much d- detail. But um, then there was. The next episode after that was another guest host episode. Episode, like I said, there was a lot of them this yep. year. So um, we, so we brought, so we brought uh, first time, first time podcast, long time listener, and also fell, fell and also fell, uh, um, uh, like and also like fell like uh, uh, European uh, uh, Liam uh, to the podcast. All we actually from Ireland. Uh, hmm. Liam is actually uh, Liam's actually like England. So. Uh, I, I, um, I think I said that wrong earlier. My, my, um, you know, my apologies, but um, he brought to the table uh, a Konami shooting game, which is very popular in Japan, but uh, Japan, but did not get released here in the West until like until recently. Uh, Pop Twin B, which is part of the uh, Twin B franchise, which is uh, which is a, which is a very well-known, colorful anime style, like you know, classical uh, uh, classical vertical shooter game. So um, fun game, uh, a lot of charm, like. The, a lot of like you know like cutesy Japanese touch touch to it, very weird power system that takes a while slightly to hang up. I, 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 um, I honestly don't care for it very much, but it, um, but it's not like a deal breaker as far as like you know, um, as far as like you know playing the game and enjoying it. Yeah, this game was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I would have had an asterisk next to it, except for uh, the next game got that asterisk instead. So, mm. um, I was trying to limit myself to six games at the most. So. Um, but as far as shooters go I enjoyed it it's a cute em up it's fantastic yeah it's a fun game so it's so it's so it's definitely not the only like very cutesy Japanese game we're going to be looking at there's another one kind of like I was on the podcast that fits that definition like very well too so um, yep so uh, next up was was, next up was definitely 
so was definitely heavy hitter and like you know I definitely wanted to kind of space up the heavy hitters for the system because like there's so many there's so many amazing great games that came up to NES and like we didn't want to cover them all like at once so I'm mm -hmm. so I'm so, uh, so I'm trying to pace myself pace myself like covering them but this is definitely a game that that I love that Joe loves that most of that pretty much everybody else out there who plays it like also loves yeah. uh, I, 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 uh, a Super Punch-Out, so sequel to, you know, sequel to the very popular NES Punch-Out game, so just more of the same, like, you know, Punch-Out, but this is, uh, Punch-Out, this is, like, just bigger, better, new, new enemies, new moves, uh, uh, like, new comp, uh, like, different punch system, you know, like, um, you know, more of the same, very, very good game. I can say uh, this there's a reason why it's so... with confidence, if it says Punch-Out, it's fantastic. Yes, Because yeah, even exactly. the arcade games so. were good, so... Uh, the NES game obviously improved upon that and made it better. This improved upon the NES game and made it better. And I'll even mention the Wii game. The Wii game was even fantastic. So Yes, the Wii game is going to go. And, yes, and so. unfortunately, that's the last entry they've done. But I'm sure if they do another Punch-Out game, it'll be just as fantastic. Because like I said, that the namesake has not let me down yet. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Punch Out definitely, yeah, Super Punch Out definitely like top five game like for me, because this game I've always like loved. Yeah, and, uh, I, I would have been crazy bit. not to put an asterisk next to that game. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a yeah. I also think it's a little bit easier than Punch Out like the Punch Out like the NES, but which also like you know adds the appeal for me. So, but I thought it'd be fair. Some of the, but you know like don't worry about that. Some of the little boxers boxers do get like very very tough. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's still a very challenging game. So. Um, after that, we had another guest host, the, the, the guest host, the guest host of uh, the podcast. Somebody else who also had been in the podcast before in the, uh, um, you know, before in the past and also was a very fellow, uh, and also was a fellow podcaster, uh, Tim. Um, he brought to the table another Japanese only game for us to look at. Um, one of the most unique games, that, uh, the games that play the system, like for sure. So we, so we looked at Wonder Project J, which is a very, which is a uh, Japanese only life simulator game. We're trying to indirectly control a robot who wants to be uh, a human, like a robot boy. And you're playing like a fairy to help him help along with like help along like in this quest. You're not actually the game. The game control is very similar to like Pac-Man 2 in the sense you're actually not directly controlling the robot. You're you're kind of like you're kind of influencing him like what he does. So um, it can be frustrating to play for that reason. However, however, the graphics are gorgeous. Uh, the story is quite good. Uh, it, it, like it's a very deep game for what it is. So it's like you know, if you can get around the control scheme, uh, it's a very like challenging game, challenging, fun, and very interesting game to play. Definitely one of the most unique games in the system, but on the system like bar none. Tim, you are a wonderful human being, and I enjoyed recording this episode with you. But <laughs> this is by far the worst game I ever played. I'm sorry. Uh, and that's just me, that's just me, and I'm not, you know, that's not a blanket statement for, like, how everyone should view this game. Just, like, me personally, like, this is the bottom of the barrel for me. Um, but, that being said, um, you know, if you're into that life simulator and that whole, like, escorting thing, like, I hate escort missions, and I talked about that in the, in the episode, um, this was just not up my alley at all. And, uh, you know, usually I say you should be out of your comfort zone and you should try new things. And I tried them, but it was like, I tried them with a pit bull gnawing at my butt the entire time. 
it wasn't pleasurable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fair. That's totally fair because, like, you know, not everybody's gonna enjoy a game like this. Like, you know, I like I, was, I, um, I still would encourage everybody to at least check the game out, to at least even tolerate yeah. it because if you can, uh, like, it's a gorgeous game to play, uh, like for sure. Um, for, for sure, for sure, it's a very, you know, it's a very like PC stylish adventure game as yes. well too. So. Um, but so, but, but yes, if you like those games, give it a shot. I mean, like, you know, but if you, you know, but if you don't, then just like watch on YouTube because, you know, um, because it's like interesting, to see, because it, it is interesting, interesting to see a play yeah. release. So, mm -hmm. um, and there was a sequel to, there was a sequel to this game also, like the, also, like the, also, also like basically four, which hasn't translated. So, um, yeah. which that's uh, actually, that's I how I first that, but, encountered this game. Uh, this franchise, I should say, is I actually, experienced the uh n64 uh rom before i even knew that there was a super nintendo version so i mm. kind of knew what i was getting into from the get-go when i saw the the name <laughs> so right that, that's the other thing i was kind of preconditioned <laughs> <laughs> well it happens yeah. sometimes so but but yeah so um next up uh, next up were two heavy hitters for the system uh these were all these were all the, the, the uh, uh, so these are all with a Halloween theme, um, and these are both like uh, Konami games. Although like the first game, Zombies at My Neighbors, Konami just published. They didn't actually develop it. LucasArts yeah. developed it. Developed, developed the game. So like you're a very very good company on both fronts. Yeah yeah. Both these games are both these games are top five games for me. Like this uh, like this year for sure because Zombies is a Zombies is a great game. It's a, like it's a classic run and gun zombie killing game. You're doing missions trying to save doing missions trying to save as many people as you can. Uh, very uh, comical, comical style, uh, like like fun gameplay, over the top, uh, great weapons to use. Uh, yeah, uh, great, uh, it's a great game to play multiplayer as well too. Just just like a wonderful, uh, you know, you know, wonderful action style like running gun game, like for sure. Yeah, this is one I. This is where I used my last asterisk. So spoiler. Um, I I was gonna use it for the next game, but I decided that. Zombies ate my neighbors deserved it more because I went into this completely blind. I didn't know what to expect and I enjoyed everything about it from the humor, the graphics, the sound, the music that was in it, the variety of weapons and enemies that you encounter. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed this game actually so much so that I almost bought it for the switch actually last night. Um, because it's on sale with its uh, pseudo-sequel um, as well. And uh, the only reason I did not purchase it is because I found out that basically they did nothing to the games except for just port it over to the Switch. And I was like, hey, yeah, yeah, I can play it on, you know, play the ROMs for free, so why pay the, you know, 12 bucks for it? But, you know, I'm at, a cheapskate. Yeah, at least... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. At least, yeah. At least the next game we're going to cover is available. Like it's available in a current collection. That collection that they did, they did like enhance, uh, enhance in some yeah. ways. So, um, but yeah. So zombies. Uh, the Genesis version of this game does have blood in it compared to the Super NES version. But you know, the Super NES version also has a different weapon. Super NES version also has the, the Super NES version also has different weapons. Their weapons. So yeah. it's up to you as which version that you play. That you play. But you know, they're both like, mm -hmm. very similar. So, but yeah, zombies definitely hold up by very well. Um, the other, the other, the other Konami released game that was also part of the Halloween, the Halloween special was a uh, Super NES version of Castlevania X, which was actually was a, um, 
it's a reimagining of, of Rondo of Blood, which came out originally for, came originally for the like for the uh, uh, the Turbo CD uh, in Japan, which is their which is their version of Turbo Graphics the Turbo Graphics system like in Japan. So um, Castlevania X was Super NES only, um, but you know they did a very good job without translating the game to the Super NES because obviously. You have to make yeah, obviously you have, you have to make sacrifices to, to, sacrifices to, to, the, to the game to make it in the system. But all in all, they did a very all in all, um, you know, I, I, um, I, I thought they did a very good job. This is actually this is actually top five from uh, from me. I've I've always enjoyed this game a lot. Um, I've, well, I've always been a big Castlevania fan to begin with, anyway. So this is like a very good platformer game for sure. Um, even though it's not quite good Super Castlevania Four because it wasn't designed for the system, uh, like like um, like the grounds up, but still like um, but still but still it's a very solid Castlevania game for sure. And it's different enough to run no blood that, that I think both games uh, that um, you know I think both games worth playing, and both games are currently available. Uh, like, I mean, both games are currently available, like in collections. Yeah. So like, you can also pick them up, pick them up with like you know different, with like you know like save state ability, ability added, um, different you know different like resolution modes, um, bonus features like you know behind the scenes stuff of the games and whatnot. So um, yeah, very very good translation. Uh, just like Super NES of a game, of a game we wouldn't otherwise have gotten over here in the West. So I kind of appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Like for that reason as well too. Yeah, like I said, I would have used an asterisk for this, but uh, zombies eked it out just a little bit. Um, I yeah. I played Rondo of Blood. I don't know how many times, and I you know went into this thinking this was just like a port, more or less. Um, and then come to find out that it's not, and it is quite different. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, actually so much so that I found out that it was on the, uh, new, um, Castlevania Advance collection and yes. that collection happened to be on sale, I think that week or the week after for like fourteen ninety nine, and I didn't hesitate. I ended up picking it up. So, uh, you know, I, I bought the game because, you know, I like it. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, um. Uh, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, play is like a fun game before, and it, it is a fun game. Um, like I said, you know, like they, they at least you know they at least add the, you know they at least add some bells and whistles like on that collection yes, too, which kind yes. of is worthwhile. So, um, but Rondo Blood is also currently available like as well too. Uh, as part of the you know, as part of the Castlevania Requiem collection, like the PS4. Yep. So if you want to play the original version, you can get it that way. So, um, along with the Night, which is also like next in the game too, by its own right. Um, so we're getting so like we're getting here to yes. Yes, we're getting like toward the year end here now. Uh, our last, our, our last, our last guest host appearance, uh, like the episode. Uh, I'm sorry, like the year. Um, we had another like British listener, uh, Alex, uh, come to uh, uh, bring us one of his favorite games, and uh, uh, um, um, another very Japanese Japanese style game called Pocky Rocky. It was a platform where we get to control either like uh, the Shrine Maiden Pocky or Squirrel Rocky as you blast through, as you blast through six ages of uh, Commando or Cry Warrior style. Um, unfortunately, Alex lost his lost lost his recording, um, and because of our time schedule, we could not re-record it. But we still want to give Alex credit for bringing us through, like reducing uh, uh, for like reducing the uh, as to a game that we would probably would probably wouldn't have played otherwise. And it's a very fun game. I, I mean, I was surprised by how good it is. Um, so um, it's not a very like cutesy over the top Japanese game, but it's also like a very challenging game too. Uh, Let the Mystical Ninja is uh, like another game compared to. Uh, um, uh, 
uh, compared to um, the, the like how it plays. So, you know, if you enjoy games, this stuff, this hype, this game's definitely worth by checking out. Yeah, this game was uh, fun and interesting, and I this is another one of those games where, like I had played for a few seconds, you know, here and there, and so I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. And uh, yeah, Alex, thank you very much for bringing this to us. Um, fantastic game. I love the cutesy style. And uh, it's just a different take on, like, almost like the shoot 'em up genre. Yes. Yep, yeah, definitely. So, and finally, last but not least, we open up a wrestling game. We're ending with a wrestling game. Uh, we, uh, 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 I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to, so I wanted to, so like, I wanted to throw a bone to Joe because, so because he hadn't had a chance to pick very much recently. So, uh, we looked at, so like, like, we looked at another wrestling game of the system, uh, National Championship Wrestling. Which was a uh, U.S. version of a uh, U.S. version of a licensed Japanese game that the Natsumi published in Japan, uh, which eventually became the Fire Pro Wrestling series. So, um, pretty typical wrestling game in the time period. Um, I did not hate any of the games that we covered this year, which is which, which surprised me because it's surprising because in 2019 there were definitely some duds. <laughs> but um, but I probably but if I had to rank them, I probably rank them. I think this game would probably be at the bottom, not because I hated the game, but just because it's just like it's just it's. Just it's it, it's a it's a it's a typical wrestling game. It's like that's yeah. it. You know, it didn't really you know like maybe if I had the affection of wrestling that you do, I might have had more fun with the game. And it's fine for what it is, but it's just like a very like you know like average '90s wrestling style game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's let's be fair. You threw me the bone, but you know we. I mean, we this is this is fresh. We just talked about this a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, yes. I also didn't. It really enjoy the game, you know. It's not that I hated it because it I, it was a me problem. Um, if I had spent more time trying to learn the moves and the timing of the game, it, it definitely probably would have been a different experience. But um, it's also so bare bones compared to what comes after it that I I don't feel the need to put the time into it because I have Fire Pro Wrestling, the newest one on on Steam and. That one, Which is I know, good. right, and I know how to play it, and I yeah. know the timing, and I yeah. know what I got to do, and all that other stuff. That like, why focus on the twenty-five-year-old game when I have the newest one? You know <laughs> what I mean? So, this this also yeah, for, for sure. me was the so. bottom of the list, and uh, I could almost say that Greg threw this to me as a joke, but you know, I I know his intentions <laughs> were pure. It just didn't work out the way he might have thought. <laughs> Well, there are a few more. Well, there are a few more wrestling games. The wrestling game system that we're going to look at coming up. I figured so. this was revenge um, for, you know, bringing up a UFO common Yakuza, Yakuza <laughs> you know, earlier in the year. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, it was a pretty, you know, you know, pretty packed year. So like, you know, compared to like, you know, you know, compared to like 2020, where I take a break for. For a break for a few moments because of moving, like, moving, moving, like, moving like other stuff and like you know changing, you know changing, you know changing, changing, changing coast and that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, so we covered a lot of games this last year and like you know it was and like it was fun. So uh, that was so I was like well, thank you again, Joe, for taking the time to be here with be, be, be with me to be with me here for 2021 and here's hoping another like good selection for good selection games for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we're gonna start off great with Lufia too. So, you know, looking forward. Hopefully, start off great. I haven't like played it. Hey, yet, well, but... you know, I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm hoping for the best. <laughs> yes. So. Hoping it's a good start. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So, uh, we have not. 
So we haven't so so, so so we have gotten too far in these. So, so we have not so we have not gotten too far on the game list path Lufia two yet. But we do have a couple things planned, and like you know there will be, you know there, you know there will be a couple other guest hosts. I'm sure. I don't think I'm gonna have you know th there will not be the volume guest host on the on the podcast that we had that we had this year. But you know there will be some guest hosts coming up for sure. And we also have a couple other things uh, coming up coming up for planned. And if things good um, and if things go well, we will hit issue. We will hit episode 200 before the year comes to an end, and that's going to be another special episode because this is going to because just a different episode with you know for episode 100. Um, maybe I'll see if we can do a draft episode again. You know, get some different people uh, um, back on board and see if we can do the draft the draft episode because that was fun the first time around. So uh, just just throwing out ideas here um, like right now. But if, but, but yeah, if things go well, uh, crossing fingers, we should hit, we, we should hit episode 200. Uh, sometime around like the fall. I so, thought you said episode 200. Uh, we were going to focus on the design of the Super Nintendo controller and how it came about and all that other <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I mean, we can, but uh, can you imagine 45 or, minutes of us just talking about the controller? <laughs> People would kill us. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, well, well, there are well, there are, well, well, to be fair, there are YouTube videos uh, videos that are long in that I talk about it. That talk That's about true. it. So. I mean, it's been. I mean, it hasn't been before, but you know, video is different. Video is a different format than like podcasting yes. is. So there is that. But so anyway, um, as always, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. The podcast. So thank you very much, folks. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being here this year, and hopefully, see you again next year as well too. Um, if you have any questions, feedback, comments, feel free to leave them on our Facebook group, or you can also email directly at the Instant Podcast Yahoo.com. Uh, Joe, where can they reach you at? Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at JoeSucks30. Um, I also just want to throw out there, I want to thank all the special guests that we had. Of course, thank you, Greg, yes. for yep. having me on every couple of weeks so that we can do this. And most importantly, and absolutely, like, utmost importance, thank you to our editor who makes the podcast sound fantastic every time it's released. Yes, Brad, um, yeah. I, yep. I can't, you know, thank him enough, especially, you know, unfortunately after we lost Alex's uh, recording, he was able to take a three-man podcast and turn it into a two-man podcast, and it almost sounded, yes. you know, you know, like it was just Greg and I talking, so fantastic job, yes. fantastic job. Yes, definitely. Uh, Brad took over for uh, Flavor George about halfway through the year, and he did an excellent job of doing it, so... Uh, yeah, I second. I definitely second everything that Joe was saying. Thank you again for the hard. So thank you again like, for the hard work and the hard work that you do because also, Chrono Trigger was also like pretty hard to put pretty hard to put together because uh, we got a last minute submission uh, because like uh, we were supposed to uh, backstage up. We, we were supposed to be joined uh, like by like by um, like joined by a. Um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name all of a sudden. Back. Uh, it was actually it was actually originally um, Chris who wanted to talk about the game originally, but he couldn't make the episode. So he said, so we ended up as we ended up setting the last minute submission, and so I had to ask Brad. Well, I know you've already edited this. Can you put this in somewhere, please? But so uh, yeah, thank you again also for the special work that you've done on that episode as well too. So um, so, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, anybody anybody wants to submit who wants to wants to submit submit feedback on, on, on past episodes, either like text or, or audio, feel free to do so, please. We have some feedback. If we have some feedback we've not covered yet, uh, we will. We, I promise. We, I promise that we, you know, we will get to that. that uh, get to that soon. I was gonna do it in this episode, but this episode, this episode, uh, uh, like, already like run longer, longer than planned. So, um, 
I promise that we'll get to the, the, the feedback we already have like uh, like shortly. So, but if you have any feedback you want to submit on anything, anything Super NES related, by all means, feel free to, you know, feel free to send it in. Yeah, so. absolutely. But uh, anyway, uh, thank you again for joining us as always. Thank you again, Joe. Yeah. Uh, hope everybody hope everybody has a good New Year's uh, coming up, and we'll and we'll catch you again next yeah. year. Uh, stay safe, everybody. Uh, take care. Bye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.